In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. I had a real busy week since our last show. As most of you know, I had mentioned that I'm preparing for the NACDS show. That's a big trade show here in, um, in the industry. It's the National Association of Chain Drug Stores. And, oh gosh, I have been so busy trying to run off to the printer, getting my booth ready and everything, so... If everybody can wish me luck for that, we need to come home with some really big accounts. So with that in mind, I also wanted to let everybody know that this was um, a very strange week for me. Um, I had a friend, I have a friend of mine that's actually training to become a coach, a certified coach. And she asked me if I wouldn't mind just um, spending a little time on the phone with her so she could practice because it's part of her certification. So I said, oh, sure, no problem. As crazy busy as I was, I never liked to say no. So um, I was happy to spend time with her on the phone. But it is amazing what came out of that half-hour conversation. And I learned so much by just hearing my story, hearing myself tell my own story that all of a sudden, I just put myself in a crossroads in my life where I feel like I have to really rethink everything that I'm doing. Um, I'm having so much fun. As you all know, I absolutely love my radio show. And I have my business, which, you know, of course, the inventor of Glovey. So we have my mom knows best. I'm taking care of my three kids, you know, the house, the husband. So there's a lot going on. And one thing Donna had said to me was, You have to imagine yourself that you are telling your story to a friend, but imagine that story is not your story. You're actually listening to your friend's story. And when I reversed the role here, I can't believe how much I was expecting myself to do. And sometimes we're just too hard on ourselves. So I just wanted to pay that lesson forward that Sometimes you just need to rethink your life. It doesn't mean that you have to shut everything down and change everything overnight. But sometimes you just have to prioritize things a little differently. So that's my lesson for paying it forward this week. But I can't wait to introduce you to my guest today. I have a young mother. Her name's Sari Crevin. And Sari is just a genius. In just a few short years, it's only been like five years 
She's managed to turn her company. She's coming up on a million dollars in sales, which is just simply amazing. She did all of this while having her little son, Jake, um, around, and um, she's just amazing. She's the inventor of the Sippy Grip. Then she went on to create a sister product called Passy Grip, and then she just came out with the Splat Mat last year. So I just, I can't wait to figure out how Sari figured it all out. And um, she's got, a, it seems to us, Sari, that you have such a great balanced life. So with that, I would like to welcome Sari Crevin to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Thank you Sari. so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I always have to say a special thank you to my uh, California guest here. So thank you for getting up so early for us, Sari. <laughs> Well, I'm in Washington, but same time zone, so yeah. Right, right, right. right. I'm sorry. So, Sari, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, How did you come up with this idea, and how did it all get started? So, when my first son, Jake, was almost a year old, uh, he was learning how to use the sippy cup, and in the beginning, he was having a hard time keeping his hands on it, and it was falling to the ground quite a bit. And then after a while, he realized that it was such a fun game to watch mom pick it up all the time that it became more of him throwing it um, off the high chair and the stroller and the car seats uh, for me to to bend over and pick it up. And I thought, there has got to be another way. And I went online. I went to the major retailers. And I couldn't find anything that really solved my problem. And so I decided to solve it for myself. And I literally went to Target and bought an $80 sewing machine, sat at my kitchen table, and just started experimenting with different, um, different ways that I could, I could make this work. And um, I, soon after that, I, I was passing it out to my, mom group's friend, my mom's group's friend and to have them test it out and, and make sure that I was getting it right. And, and that's really where I got a lot of information about um, what the industry and what the client um, target was looking for. And they were really the ones that helped me kind of formulate the grip uh, portion of it, which is kind of like my secret sauce. And they helped me come up with the name, Sippy Grip. And and uh-huh. um, from there, it just kind of took off. That was actually in 2005, but in 2006, I was recruited by Microsoft to come and work um, in their entertainment division, and I relocated our family to Seattle from California. And at that point, I actually put the business kind of on hold. It was it was an online business. I was selling direct to customers. I hadn't launched it out to retailers, so it was fairly easy to kind of put the project on hold. But then mm-hmm. in 2007, I um, really went out full force and kind of made that commitment that it wasn't going to be a hobby, it was going to be a business. And 2007 in September when I attended the ABC Kids Expo show is really when I launched it as an official business. Oh, wow. I just love hearing that story. And, you know, it's funny, Sari, all of my listeners have almost listened to the exact same story with how I came up with the idea with (laughs) Lovies. It's hysterical, but you know what? We're moms. And we're out there 24-7 with our kids. We see what happens to our own kids, and we say to ourselves, well, you know what? If I need this, there's probably lots of other moms who are experiencing the same thing, 
And if I can come up with the problem, you know what, and solve that solution, I think, I think it's great. So I'm so, so happy for you that um, you were able to get so far so fast. Thank you. It really has, I, I, it is not lost on me of how amazing of, an adjourn, of a journey it's been. You know, and I, I have hit the million-dollar mark in sales overall in 2010. Um, I'm due to mit, hit the million-dollar mark just for this year in sales, and that's a really, really big accomplishment for me. And to, to really look back and see where I started from without having any experience in the industry, any knowledge about bringing a product to market, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it, it really has been an amazing journey. And along the way, there have been quite a lot of people who have paid it forward to me and, and really given of their time and expertise to help me move my business forward without asking for anything in return. And so um, I was so excited when when I was reading your bio and the information about the show, because I really, truly believe in, in that concept. Wow. Well, I, I'm just so impressed with how quickly you really accomplished what you did. But, Sari, so tell us exactly what were your steps, because I know I have a lot of listeners out there who are sitting on the fence, and they don't know if they really, really want to make that commitment to bring a product to market. And you know as well as I do that it is a huge, huge commitment. And you have to be almost at the right time in your life to be able to say, okay, now's the time. Now I'm going to do it. And, um, like, what was your turning point? Like, what was going on? So you got that job in Microsoft. It yes. sounds like you really enjoyed that a lot. Are you still working there? I am. I'm a human oh resource manager for the <laughs> Xbox division full-time. And How do you I do, do it, I do run my business. I know people ask me that question all the time, and I keep thinking, I wish I could have a really clever answer. <laughs> that, now, that, seriously, uh, that though, do you have other, I'm sorry, Sarah, do you have other people, like, really running your business while you're working at Microsoft? I am running my business. I do have consultants that I have hired that are expertise in their field. So, for example, I have a really great graphic designer. I have a great um, financial analyst. I have somebody I hired to help me um, to do a diagnostic on my supply chain. But the day-to-day operations, all the major decisions, um, I do myself. Um, I do have, um, obviously, at this point in the game, I have a whole distribution channel, um, a warehouse that, that distributes all of my goods, so I see what's coming in and what's going out, but I'm not physically packing the boxes anymore. But, yes, I am, I am the person running the business day-to-day, definitely. Wow. That's amazing. But you know what? I always use this example that, um, as everybody knows, I love Nell Merlino, who is actually going to be a guest on my show. Nell Merlino is the one who founded the Count Me In, Make Mine a Million Dollar um, business. And it's when I had gone to one of those conferences, Sari, what they had said that is so, so important is you have to work on your business and not in your business. Yeah, and right. it sounds like that's exactly what you did. It sounds like you did your homework and went and hired the very best people, the experts in their industry. Right. And, you know, when you do that, it's almost like you really don't have that much worry because if you hire somebody that's almost better than you, what safer feeling is that? 
Well, and I, you know, I, I, um, I really, really believe whether it's in your own business or whether you are um, a manager in a company, um, I, I believe that you should hire people that are smarter than you, uh, and you should let them do what they do best. And you know, although they don't make the decisions for me, uh, they, the, like for example, that my designer, I say, you know, I'm looking for a pattern in these colors. Um, can you, you know, go and, and see what you're look, seeing in the industry and put something together for me? And I need to trust that they uh, know how to do their job well. And I certainly have gone through three or four designers until I find right. a designer that was right and so on and so forth. But you, um, and I and I couldn't in the beginning afford those people. So let's, I know. You know in the beginning, I was packing right. every box and I was, you know, putting together everything myself. But well, Sari, hold on to that thought. This interview is going to go too fast for us. We have a lot of information okay. to cover. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, right after these on Toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, part of the Her Inside Network on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire Inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Diana, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. We have Sari Krevin. Um, on the line with us, and um, sorry, we were just talking about the fact that when you start your own business, a lot of times we can't really afford to go out and hire those consultants that we really need to help grow our business. 
Well, you know, I, I, I had said that it is um, important to hire people that are smarter than you, but when you're just starting out and you don't have any money to invest in that, it's, it's difficult to put your funds towards that. Um, and so I think that, you know, that that's something that you kind of organically build towards. But the one thing I would say that, that I often give as advice is that if you, um, if you are going to skimp on things, the one thing not to skimp on is, is a great lawyer um, because they really help set the foundation for your business, and then you can, can kind of safely and successfully grow from there. Um, and, and, again, there are quite a lot of – I'm working with people who are, are really great at what they do, and they obviously make a living at doing that, but there are also people such as designers or um, financial analysts or bookkeepers that – um, that are starting out themselves that have a lot of talent, but that may not be as expensive and you can, you can really uh, work a great deal with. And that, and you'd be surprised at how many people would just be so excited to be part of a, a growing company. So, um, don't count out that option just because mm-hmm. you can't afford it. Yeah, that's very interesting, Sari. And, you know, I call this creating your dream team. And, What is so important is to have the right people, and the minute you realize you have the wrong person, you have to stop the bleeding as difficult as it is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's one lesson that I learned from another one of my guests. But um, so let's talk about the dream team. How many people are on a dream team? We have a graphics designer that you mentioned. I have have a lawyer who I I love and adore. He is wonderful. Uh He's been with me from the beginning. Um, I have a graphic designer who was actually, it is my third or fourth designer, and it turns out that um, the, the one I really stayed with is actually a friend of mine from college. Um, oh, wow. And uh, I have a great financial analyst that once I really started making money helped me understand the cash flow and how to forecast. Um, I have a bookkeeper for the day-to-day, and um, I have... Uh, I periodically I have hired a supply chain consultant uh, when I was looking to uh, upgrade in the factories I was looking at and the and the distribution channels and make sure that I was doing it in a way that was not only high quality but that was also cost effective. And then I have a um, a woman that works for me part time um, on an hourly basis that helps me with certain projects like. Uh, like, uh, you know, putting together invoices and things like that. Oh, that's great. So that's your dream team, and everybody does their job. Yes. And they all report into you, and it just seems like, but you do have the distribution center. That's a a huge piece of the whole dream team. It's key. You know, I I used to do everything out of my garage, And, and when I first got the Target um, Parent Invented Products Program, you know, it was, it was a mandatory as a necessity um, that you go through a warehouse, not only because uh, it was a, a larger volume, but in order to operate with a large retailer, they want to see that you can play with the big boys, that you can operate like a large company. And, um, and that's really, you know, when the, the distribution channel Started, but I, I held on to doing a lot of the smaller accounts and even Amazon out of my garage, and then it just became hours and hours and hours on the weekend of me packing right. the Amazon 
boxes that I said, you know, enough, I have a distribution center, I'm, everything's going to go through there. And it has been a huge, um, a huge give back of time to, to know that that is running. Now, there's every day, there's usually something going on where a shipment doesn't make it or the goods don't get here in time. So there's something every day we're dealing with, but to have that um, other company and that other person that is managing it for you that Mm -hmm. you've hired and at that distribution center is is a huge help. That's great. Now for our listeners out there, I am sure that your distribution center is something called EDI compliant, correct? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So um, electronic, what does it stand for? EDI, it's electronic distribution and inventory, I think. Is that it? I'm not sure, actually, what it stands for. I've always just known yeah. it as EDI. But EDI is um, is something you have to be up and running with and yeah. running smoothly on in order to distribute with large retailers. Yeah, I know that because um, it's funny. When I had gotten into Bye Bye Baby with my Glovies, they, um, let's say, they, I did not have to be EDI compliant, but now they did change it, so you do have to be EDI compliant. But you know what? Like you said, Sari, you know, it's great because it really does make your life so much easier. It's just like they handle the whole thing. It costs a little money. You pay per pick, pack, and ship right. order, right. but it's well worth, well worth right. it because then you get to spend your time doing what you're good at. And also, you know, I, I heard you talking about going to the NACDS show. And if you're looking to bring home big accounts at that show, you want to be able to go to a trade show and say, I'm EDI compliant. My, my um, distribution channels are set and ready to go um, to ramp up to large volume. They, larger retailers often don't want to be the guinea pig of you getting up and running. They want to know that it's a plug-and-play, that they, they like your product, they can they know that they can order 20,000 units and you can handle that kind of volume and distribution smoothly. Yeah, I agree 100%. And it's it's a little trial and error sometimes. And I've spoken to several people who felt that they were in one distribution center and they weren't too happy. But you know what? They made the switch. And um, like you said, with everything, it's just trial and error. And to get your dream team working for you is key. I yes. think that's I'm actually making point. a switch right now from one distribution center to another. <laughs> um, and, and because of kind of EDI um, issues. And, um, and, you know, it, and you had mentioned earlier, which is if something's not working, uh, you, have to, you have to make the change and kind of, kind of move move forward. And, and you learn something from it. You, now yeah. when I was looking for my next distribution center, I, I really understood what the questions were to ask and, um, and, and right. what I needed to have and in the contract and what I was looking for. So, Yeah, I, I think that's wonderful. So now you have a bookkeeper that does the day-to-day stuff. So do they, like, do you have an office set up? How does that work? So I have a home office in my, um, in my house. And actually, my bookkeeper, I, I actually do still send out all the invoices. I sign every check. She comes in once a month to reconcile things for me. And so um, she, you know, I, I trust her, and she has mm-hmm. the code to the garage and comes in once a month and, and does uh-huh. that. And then, I, and then the, the people like the financial analyst and my part-time person can actually remote access into my computer. And because I'm 
at Microsoft during the day, I'm not at my home office. So my computer is free for them to access and, and do whatever they need to do. But, um, but there's really no need for me to have an office outside of my home. Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound it because you have the consultants. And, you know, one major thing about hiring consultants is the fact that, you know, we don't have to pay all the employee taxes and right. benefits and things that can really add up tremendously. Right. Absolutely. So it's just amazing what, you know, technology has helped helped <laughs> us do today, isn't right. it? It's just, it's really funny. So, okay, so it looks like we covered most of the things here as far as a dream team goes, except the supply chain consultant. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So I was in a situation where um, I had one factory um, overseas that I was working with, which has been with me from the beginning and still is my the main um, factory that I work with. But I realized that there were, a, there were a couple situations where there were some glitches, and I thought, I just can't put all my eggs in one basket and only have one factory producing my goods. What if something were to happen and Baby sure. R Us says we need... 20,000 more tomorrow, I need to be able to have another place to go to. And so it was um, actually my father-in-law who helped me. He, he was hearing my pain, and he said, I'm going to find a supply, somebody who specializes in that for you. And he kind of made that his job, <laughs> and he went out and um, found uh, this gentleman, um, and he lives half the time in Hong Kong and half the time in Seattle, and um, and he helped me not only find new factories, he helped me find my warehouse, um, and he set up and negotiated all of the contracts for me as oh, well wow. so that wow. uh, they were done correctly. And I paid him a project fee, which was was actually not as expensive as I thought it was going to be and was well worth every penny. And since then, I've, I've had little projects um, working with him, or I've consulted with him on an hourly rate basis for advice or, you know, things like that. And um, it's just really nice to have somebody in my corner that, um, that I know that I can, I can call um, and pay for the advice just as I would with a lawyer, but that is an expert in their field. And that also is on the ground there. You know, I wanted to make sure that my factories were um, not only safe, but kind of ethically running the way that they should be running, and oh, there sure. wasn't any issues there. And, and to have somebody on the ground that could see things with their own eyes, I think, is really important. So, oh, this is great. You know, it's funny with Glovies, I had the very same experience, but I was fortunate that my brother actually um, worked in the financial industry, and he was always going over to China to Japan. Um, and he took the trip over with me to Hong Kong and we went to my factory in China and it was like the most fascinating experience. Yeah. And like you said, I also was able to make a connection there with somebody who had the connection with the factory. Right. And, right. um, that's what you really, really need. Somebody right. really looking out for you. They're your eyes and ears when we're over here and right. there it's such a distance away but we're coming up to another break but okay. i can't tell you sari i could have you on paying it forward for about four shows in a row so <laughs> we're gonna def- we're gonna have you back but we'll take okay. a quick break 
Thanks, Larry. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. So, um, Sari, I have so many great questions for you, and... um, I'm learning so much, so I know that my listeners are also learning a ton. So I thank you again for being a part of our show today. But, okay, Sari, so um, the questions that I have, you had mentioned Amazon. Mm -hmm. How would one of our listeners, how would they go about possibly um, getting an Amazon account? Like, I know I actually have an appointment with them set up at the big trade show. Mm -hmm. Um. But how does a, a, just an average person get in touch with Amazon? Well, I, um, you know, what you're doing is, is exactly the right thing. And, and I can't speak to all of Amazon's programs because Amazon is actually my retailer, much like how you would be connecting with them at the trade show. But I know that there are other, other programs where you can have your own store on Amazon. So there's that route. But in terms of having them as a retailer, because I don't ship direct to customer, they order from me as a retailer and I ship to their distribution centers, um, I um, was able to um, get the, the information on them from attending a trade show. And I just contacted them directly and uh, gave them, uh, you know, kind of the, the sales uh, one sheet and the, the sales pitch, so to speak, over um, email and I mean, it was literally within five minutes on a Sunday afternoon that I got an email back from the buyer and um, and said, That's you know, funny. great, let's move forward, fill out all this information. And I was like, really? Oh, is there, is there, where is the fine print here? Like, what's going on? 
And, and Amazon has been a, a really great account for me. Um, they are probably my number three account, and okay. um, I do really great sales. And the buyer has really worked with me to when I've introduced new products like the flat mat, for example. They mm-hmm. um, they really work with me to to promote it, and so um, it's and it's a very easy company to work with. Uh, they mm-hmm. they have a really great online kind of vendor portal. And so it's a very self-sufficient type of thing. But it is, it is the old-fashioned finding the right person and getting to them. Yeah. It sounds like sometimes luck is truly important. Yes. And it sounds like, you know, it just happened that way for you, which is great. Now, um, about Amazon. So you, you were saying that um, they actually help you promote the product. So how does that work? Well, so for example, um, you know, my sales with my other two products, Passy Grip and Sippy Grip, have just been so strong. When uh, they knew I was coming out with my new product, uh, they not only have kind of in-house photography that you can pay for at a very reasonable rate to, to make sure the pictures are are just right for um, for the site, but they also have kind of promotion programs where they can um, offer discounts or free shipping, or put it on, um, you know, certain advertising kind of pages um, to, to launch new products. And typically with, with a brand that's already doing well, they, they want to they make sure that the new products with that brand kind of get out there. And um, one of the neat things also about Amazon is, uh, and not a lot of people know this, but if you go to look at a product and you scroll down, on the page, it'll show you kind of what the ranking is of that product, like your number 100 out of, you know, 20,000 pieces or, or 20,000 um, products. And, um, and so, you know, that's a pretty important ranking because, for example, in the baby section, uh, the Sippy Grip has multiple times hit the um, 100 best babies list. And that's okay. from the volume, and then that itself really helps promote the product because customers go and say, I want to see what the best sellers are in the baby, and then your product shows up there. So it's kind of a, you know, it, it helps feed each other. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Okay, so now Amazon, you said, is your number three, and they're your online, more or less your online business. Of course, you have your website. Right. Um, I don't sell direct to customer, though. So okay. I um, about a year into um, launching my business for retailers, one of the things that I realized is that my retailers don't want to compete with me, and I don't want to compete with my retailers. And unless I wanted my distribution center to send out each individual package to, to specific people, um, I really wanted them to focus on sending large quantities out. And so I... Um, and it was part of kind of my sell to my retailers, which is I'm not, I don't want to compete with you. So when people come to my website, I'm going to direct them to you. So I have kind of a search capability on my site where people type in their um, zip code or look for online retailers. And, uh, you know, I want my, my customers to go to my retailers. So I don't sell direct to customer anymore. Well, that's great. That's probably just... Um it kind of helps you get the foot in the door with the retailers, like you said, and they probably right. appreciate it. Yes, I think they really do. And, and I'll tell you, um, some of the retailers that really appreciate it the most are the smaller boutique stores because they're uh-huh. just like us. They're, they're small business owners, and 
um, they need every kind of advantage they can get, and they they want to see that that um, that you're in a partnership with them and that you're supporting them. And this is it's a great way to do it. And there have been you know multiple times. I just got a, a great write up in um, Celebrity Baby Scoop, and they wanted to offer customers a discount code. And because I don't sell direct to customers, I went to one of my smaller um, online retailers that's been a really strong customer with me from the very beginning, uh-huh. and um, and they were the ones that were listed on there. And so, you know, I really try and um, kind of spread spread that kind of promotional wealth around. Oh, that's great. That is so nice. So, okay, so Sari, let's talk a little bit about getting accounts because, you know what, all of this hard work is for nothing if the cash register is not ringing. Right. So how do we? How did you get your big accounts? Was it at the ABC Kids Show? Is that what got the ball rolling? It was definitely the ABC Kids Show. Um, September of 07 is when I went to the ABC Kids Show. And let me just say, my booth was probably the most pathetic, embarrassing booth you've ever seen. <laughs> and I went there. I had never been to a trade show like this before. <laughs> and I went there, and I'm looking at Gerber and Playtex, uh-huh. and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I should just go home now because this is ridiculous. And I happened to have a really great booth placement right on the main aisle. And right before the trade show, my, my dad had said to me, you know, you should send out a mail to some of the major retailers just letting them know what your product is and so on and so forth. You'd think I would have thought of that myself, right? right. And at that point, they, they don't do this anymore, but they had, in addition to giving the buyer name and phone number, they gave the email address. So I mm-hmm. sent an email, not a very... Uh, not a not a fancy email, just an email with some pictures attached. And um, one of the places I sent it to was Target. And while I was at the show, um, I saw two women walking up to my booth, and they were talking to each other. And one said, oh, you know, this is the product I was telling you about. I think that this would just go in line right away. And I didn't even know what in line meant. And I'm looking at their badge, and it says Target, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. Target is standing at my booth right now. <laughs> and they <laughs> said to me, you know, listen, we've got this brand-new program. We've done it for the first year. It's called the Parent Invented Products Program. We choose 16 parent-invented products that are not widely distributed out in the marketplace. We put them on an end cap in our stores for six months, and we promote promote it as, you know, a, a special program. And we think that, that you'd be a great candidate for it. And, um, you know, I got their information, and they got mine, and, and I thought this, you know, this is just way too good to be true. And a week later, I got a call from the buyer, and she said, "We'd like you to come out to the Target headquarters um, for a vendor show." And and I thought to myself, "A vendor show? Am I? Is it a new, another trade show? What's going on here?" Um, at that point, I was thinking, "Do I have the money to pay to go out to Minneapolis?" And she said, I don't think you, I wasn't saying that to her, but she could tell I was hesitating. And she said, I'm not sure you understand. You're in the program. Like, this Yay! is us presenting to you. And <laughs> so exciting. that was really, yeah. And at that show, I, you know, I had picked up Bye Bye Baby at that show, and I picked uh-huh. up some other retailers. But um, w- working with Target in that program was like getting an MBA in the industry. I mean, it was they really held our hands and helped us learn how to how to distribute, ship, um, operate with a large retailer. It was, it was a wonderful experience, and um, and that's really where it began. But you know, I think that the, in terms of getting accounts, you have to get out there and you have to go to the trade shows 
and get your product out there in order to get access to those accounts. And it was after my sales with Target that I then was able to go to Babies R Us and say, look at my sales with another large retailer. Don't you want me on your shelves too? And, and you know, so it, it kind of snowballs from there. Yeah, I think that's great. I'll tell you, Sari, I have a little bit of a dilemma with Glovies that it's just a little more difficult. And the problem with um, my product is it's such a new concept that I really had to spend probably the past two years um, educating my consumer as to why somebody would really use Glovies. And um, it's, it's, a, it's difficult. Like when I look at your product, I know exactly what your product does. I'm like, right. oh, wow, that's such a great idea. And I always use the analogy of sunglasses. You know, I could go and get a shipment of plastic sunglasses and try to sell them. And that would be an easy concept because people get the benefits, the pros, the cons, the features, right. you know, you understand. But with Glovies, it's a tougher sell. And yes. And sometimes one- you really have to explain it. And I will say that with Stippy Grip, um, it, it wasn't so much of a tougher sell because once people got it, they thought, oh, well, why didn't I think of that kind of idea? <laughs> but, but a lot of times if, you know, you literally have three seconds while a consumer is walking by your product for them to look at it on the shelf and make a decision if they want to look further at it. So right. you have to really explain it to them because it wasn't a product that was out there kind of, you know, mainstream. And so they're definitely, and especially at the first trade show, I had only three pieces of, of the Sippy Grip that were packaged, um, and then the rest were just kind of loose. And uh-huh. they weren't in the fashion colors that they are now. So there was quite a lot of explaining to do. But once, once, the, um, once the retailers understood it, you know, they can work with you to put it on the shelf in such a way that helps, that helps display it to customers so that they understand. Oh, yeah. I think that's great. And, you know, we're coming up on another break real quick. But um, when we get back, I would love to talk about packaging I think packaging is so crucial and so important. You know, it's part of the four P's in marketing. And um, like you said, you know, the client, the customer has literally seconds to make a decision and they pass right by your product. But to have a packaging that would grab their attention to say, oh, wow, you know, what is this? And to actually take it and pick it up and hold it. And, you know, I think it's super, super important. very important. You know, so, um, wow, I feel like we covered so much already, Sari, and we still have one more segment to go. So here we go. We're coming up to a break, and we'll be back shortly with Sari Crevin. Thanks so much. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Exploring the world from the kitchen counter, it's Kitchen Chat 
with Margaret McSweeney. Fridays at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com, part of the Her Insight Network. Margaret is a busy mom, an accomplished writer, a former banker, and a woman with a heart for charity. Margaret believes the kitchen is more than just the heart of the home. It's the heart of the world, and food is a universal language. Join Margaret each Friday at her kitchen counter as she chats with authors, chefs, doctors, bankers, publishers, artists, and many other interesting people who will not only share what's going on in their lives and professions, but who also will share their favorite recipes. Now, being an adult orphan has touched and changed Margaret in ways beyond measure, yet she turned it into something positive with Pearl Girls. For more information on Margaret and her passion for cooking and charity, check out her website, margaretmcsweeney.com, and her blog, From Finance to Fiction, at blogspot.com. Come hungry for more than just food. It's food for the soul. Fridays, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. It's Kitchen Chat with Margaret McSweeney. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. Usually, I let the music go and get us all pumped up, but we have no time for the music today because we're covering so much ground, and I feel so great about it. So, Sari, before we get started again, I just want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners where they can go to find any information about you, about all of your products. Definitely. So, my company website, uh, www.boogin.com, bookandhead.com, not only has information on my products, um, but I also have a special section of the site that I'm building out that's called Parent Inventor Resources. And on that site, um, there's quite a few articles that I've written um, or interviews um, that have been done about uh, being a parent inventor. And that's a portion of the site that I'm going to be building out for, um, for people just like us that are, that are looking to get into the business. Oh, this is great. I love that idea. I, I have to tell you, Sari, I love um, actually all of the giving the interviews. I don't know. I'm enjoying the PR aspect of the business, which um, I never – it's funny. It brings out a whole different side of you. And <laughs> It does. Do, it does. It's, you know, you know my, um, it, I'm an HR manager, but a majority of my career has been in recruiting. And so I kind of am, am naturally the type of person that just loves to talk to lots of different people and I'm, and I'm a curious person. So I think that it, it fit well for me, the PR aspect. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm enjoying that. And, 
You know what? I'm sure that the fact that you are a human resource professional has helped your business tremendously also because, sorry, I'm going to put it right down on the table and my listeners know because I've told them a hundred times. I actually feel sorry for certain people and I let them, you know, continue working for me and my company starts bleeding and I'm like, oh my God, we got to stop this. And um, I think that is a skill to be able to really pick and choose the right people to help your business grow. And I'm sure that has helped you tremendously. It has really helped me tremendously. You know, prior to this company, I had owned my own recruiting and coaching um, firm. That, that That is where kind of Microsoft had recruited me from, was from my own company. And again, a majority of my career is in, is in recruiting in the, in the corporate world. And so I had kind of honed my skills on how to find the right people, what questions were to ask them. And and I feel like I have a good gut when it comes to um, people and and um, and what their skill set is. But I have gone through quite a lot of situations where I think I'm on my fourth bookkeeper um, because they just they were they were perfectly fine, but just couldn't understand how my business worked. And okay. you you have to understand that it's your business. This is mm-hmm. it's it, you know I I certainly. Um, you know, have great personal relationships with the people that I work with, but it's business and you need to, if something's not working, you're the one who has to take control of that situation and move on, um, change it or move on. And I think as long as it's done in a professional way, people respect that. So, and, and it's the same thing I would say with, you know, there have been a couple times where I've had ideas for products. Um, that aren't out on the market with my company that I kind of was in prototype stage with and was testing it with people, and it just wasn't hitting with people. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, even though I think this is a great product, I'm not getting the kind of response that I need. And so you you have to cut the emotional tie from it and say, this isn't isn't the right thing for me to spend my money and time on. I'm going to move on to the next thing. And one of the things that I was told very early on is that some of the most successful people in this world have failed four or five times before they've made it big. And yeah. so it's okay to, to fail and you learn from that. And it's also okay to say, you know, as much as I want this to work, it's this product or this service, it's not working. So I need to figure out a, a different way of doing it. Oh, that's, I love it. You're so, so right. And the fact about, just not being emotionally involved in your business is so, so important. It's like, you know what? It's just almost like you have another job. It, you know, it is. If- it is a job. And, you know, I can't say I'm not emotionally involved with my business because it is like a third child for me. But, um, yes. but I also have to, there are times where I have to make business decisions. I mean, the parts that I'm very emotional about, and I still am to this day, if I see um, a bad review or, uh, or you know, uh, I get a customer complaint or something along those lines, it is like a stake to the heart. I mean, I I, it is, it is, I am, I am leading for days, but, um, but, you know, I take that information and I make a business decision based on it. I've made major, major changes to my product um, uh-huh. based on one or two customer um feedback or complaints. So you have to but listen you have to, to the be, people out you, there. You're so yeah. smart. You have to be open and you have to be willing to change. And right. that's what gets you to the next level, which right. 
has a lot to do with your success, I'm sure. So, um, Sari, so I love talking about business stuff, but one really, really important thing about being a mom entrepreneur, I just can't believe you're a mom entrepreneur. You work full-time, and now you have two kids. Is yes. it two sons? You have Jake, who's how old now? Jake will be six on Saturday, and oh, Charlie wow. um, is a little over two. Okay, yeah. So you've had your hands full also. I do. Yes. So now, how do you balance it? Do you have somebody, do you have a nanny, do you have somebody, do you have family? How do you do it all? I don't have a nanny. I wish that I did. <laughs> um, and um, my, my actually, when we moved from California, we moved away from both sets of parents. So we don't oh, have wow. our parents here. But, um, you know, my oldest is in school, so that helps. And, you, you know, I, I am in a situation, I have two things that are really working to my advantage. One is that I work for a company that uh, is very flexible. They, they are supportive of what I do, and their philosophy is um, we, we want entrepreneurial people at our company, and as long as you deliver the results we are asking of you, then you, we are okay with you doing whatever you want to do on your other time, as long as it doesn't compete with our business. And, um, and so I have a lot of flexibility there. I've been... I've done well at that company, and I, I manage my time well. And then I also have a husband who's very supportive, and he he is self-employed as well. He works from the house, um, so it's you know, it's really great to have him here. He's getting the kids ready for school right now, you know. And oh, great. There, there have been many times where um, I've said, enough, I'm walking away, I can't do this anymore, it's <laughs> too much. And my husband really has been the one that has said, you know, this, you have something here. You, this, this is special. Like you, you look how far you've come. You can keep going with this. You know, he never once questioned a check I wrote out of the personal bank account in the beginning. And he never treated it like a hobby. He always, he always was the one kind of pushing me to treat it like a business. So I think if you have the right support system mm-hmm. in place, um, it, without those two things, I obviously couldn't do what I do. And, and to be honest with you, I think that if I, didn't have Microsoft and my kids weren't, you know, in school or what have you, and I was a stay-at-home mom, I actually think it would be a lot more difficult because um, there's, there, you know, when you're with your kids all day, I mean, that's like three full-time jobs, right? And yeah. so there isn't as much work time kind of that you have. Um, but, you know, you have to have a great, you have to have people in your life that support you. And, and I also have, you know, I've made a great network of friends when I had my second son, Charlie, I was kind of new to the area, and I really put myself out there to meet people and join mom's groups and things like that. And those those people have been a great support system for me. So you have to put yeah. the right people in place. I think you're so right. But, you know, one thing that I did learn, Sari, is that getting back to what you had said earlier is finding experts to handle certain areas in your job, in your business. Because, you know, it's one thing to go out and socialize on a Saturday night and you're out at dinner and you're with successful entrepreneurs and they're like, oh, you should do this to your business. Oh, you should do that. I have to tell you, I think that has really, in a way, I want to say, I wish I could say it helped my business. But on the other hand, Sari, it caused me to go into a spin. A couple of times in my business where I had to step back and I had to say to myself, you know what, I'm doing this because I'm smart and I believe in myself. And yes, everybody has great ideas for you, 
But you know what? It's my business, and I have to really do what I feel is best for myself and my business and really um, hire the right people. And I'll tell you one thing that I really did learn from the NACDS that I'm getting ready for is that um, there are retail consultants out there. Did you even know that that existed, Sari? I'm not sure I did know that, actually. I probably would have hired one of them in the beginning if I, um, and you, you know, you have to be careful, though, of who considers themselves a retail, you know, consultant. But um, I, I just want to make sure I make a point about something that you just said. I think uh-huh. it, it is absolutely important to network with other entrepreneurs, and it, it's been a big part of um, my success and, Six, and learning yeah. how to operate in the industry. But when you are paying somebody to give you advice, see, it's much different than when you're sitting around a table and it's just people giving you their opinion. And yeah. so investing in that kind of dream team of experts um, in, in a financial way, you know, really helps. Yeah, I think you're so right. So with that, I, I wanted to give a shout out to David Birnbaum, um, he is part of David Birnbaum and Associates, and he's out of Chesterfield, um, Missouri. And I have to tell you, he um, he spent so much time on me uh, with – oh, gosh, I can't talk today for some reason, sorry. He spent a lot of time with me on the phone, you know, trying to help me prepare because I've never done such a large trade show like this. Mm-hmm. And he truly paid it forward. But like I said, I just had no idea that – this, these types of um, consultants existed, so I thought it was incredible. And um, I can't even tell you how much I enjoyed doing this interview today, Sari. Um, we're coming up on the close of our show, and I just, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I know my listeners, lots of times I get emails from listeners about my show, and I know I'm going to get inundated with emails today <laughs> telling me how much information. That's one thing. I don't like my show to be fluff. I like it right. to be that anybody out there who's thinking about opening up a business, let me bring the right people to you. And today I really brought the right person to my listeners. And I learned a lot from you. So I wish you all the luck in the world, Sari. And, Thank um, you. You too. And I will definitely keep in touch. Yeah, I love this part about my radio show is that (laughs) so many of my guests are like becoming friends and it opens up the whole other network, which is just really, truly a lot of fun. So with that, I want to say thank you to Sari Crevin for helping us pay it forward this week. And um, I look forward to letting everybody know how my show went next week. So have a great day, Sari, and thanks for your time again. Thanks. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned.